Hi, welcome to another Power Blast podcast. Have you seen it? It's been number one on Netflix for weeks. I'm talking about the show Down to Earth with Zac Efron, and it's incredible and, and worth getting a Netflix subscription just for that show. But if you haven't, um, you're going to learn tons on this podcast as I have the co-host of that show as my special guest, Superfood Hunter, Darren Olean. And we're going to peel back the curtain on that show. Plus, we're going to talk about different things like water, superfoods, organic labeling, and a whole lot more. Stay tuned. Hey, my friend, Perry Tinsley here, creator of the Power Blast podcast, the power of possibility, passion, and purpose. And I'm so excited to have Darren Olean share his wisdom with you today. You may know him as the co-creator of Shakeology and Ultimate Reset or, or the author of the book, Super Life. But if you've, you've been on Netflix at all this summer, you've probably seen the, the number one show, Down to Earth, with Zach Efron. He's going to talk about that new show and how that show came to be. He's going to peel the curtain back on many things, how it came about, how they chose locations, will there be a season two? And we also got to take time to go through topics such as superfoods and medicinal herbs, grounding, water. Should we trust our tap water? Cert certified organic labeling. Like, how important is that? And the nut called Barucas, are they the ultimate super nut? We're going to chat about the loss of his his home in those Malibu wildfires a few, ba a few years back. And actually, we're going to talk about his new podcast and his new health app and some other great insights. Let's get to it. Well, hey, Darren, welcome to the Power Blast podcast. So glad to have you on here, man. How you been? Uh, good, man. Great to be here. Yeah, it's been, uh, there's been a lot of great activity as of late. <laughs> no doubt. I want to talk about some of that. Uh, so the last time that you were on this show was three years ago this month, and just a few things have happened since then. Um, there's a show on Netflix that was like a docu-series, number one for many weeks, maybe still is number one. I haven't gone back to check. Uh, Down to Earth with Zach Efron. Should be Zach Efron and Darren Oline. But okay. Um, the host of your own podcast. Congratulations. That's totally awesome. The Darren Show. And you. you. Yeah, you've also launched an app now. I haven't gone into that app yet. I've browsed a little bit in there, so I want to learn about that. It's a, it's a health app called One to One Tribe, and then Baruchas, uh, the, the with with the Baru is, is Baru nut. Is that right? Yeah, that's the one of the common names, but uh, our name is Barucas. Yeah, Barucas. So I mean, that's obviously doing quite well for you, and just want to do that. And then also you had. That devastating loss um, to your house where it burned down in one of, in uh, Malibu fires a few years back, and uh, you know, man, we're we're so our hearts go out to you, the people that uh, were affected by that, and the people that fought to to save your place and to save that point. You know, that point that's definitely had to have been a big tipping point for you. And hope, hoping to talk a little bit about that in a bit, but would love to just hear about. About this Netflix show, I mean, I, I know that Zach heard you on the Rich Roll podcast. I believe that's what it was. 
and somehow some sort of discussions happened. What what was the deal? How did you guys connect and then decide to do this series and how did it all unfold? Yeah, it was it was that it was like I think a second appearance on Rich Roll's podcast and uh Rich had a common friend, an Olympian swimmer that was a mutual friend of Zach's and Zach was touched by something. Uh, I never really got exactly, but it was just uh, just the overall whatever I was up to and talking about and Zach was touched by it. And, and so he reached out to that mutual friend of Rich's rich, rich gave uh, him my number. And Rich said, is it cool that Zach Efron has your number and he wants to reach out? And I was like, yeah, sure. Uh, and then I just kind of forgot about it. So uh, then it was months and months later um, and Zach reached out and uh, very sweet uh, just texted me. And, uh, I said, Oh, wow, this, uh, sounds like a genuine, genuine kid. And, um, we had, we had lunch and we talked about health and superfoods and the environment and everything else. And at the very end, we were kind of walking to our cars. He said, what else are you up to? And I said, well, I have this idea for this TV show. Um, you know, superfood hunting show has always been talked about for a long time, but there's, there's a lot of other things that I care about in conjunction with that, that's connected to that. So, um, uh, I brought this up and he kind of was like floored by the idea. And it turns out that a couple hours later, he calls me back, uh, and he said, listen, I have this existing deal with Netflix, but it has this infrastructure of this other show that I just don't want to do it's not really interesting it's travel it's eating it's other cultures but it's that's kind of it and so he talked to the team uh the production team and he said hey I have this this guy who's kind of dedicated his life to this stuff and he's got this idea long story short we came together with these two ideas of the show that was kind of sitting there idle uh, and kind of gave it this new fresh look at uh, food, water, the environment, and investigating uh, what we can do. And, and so Zach uh, obviously decided to go on that three and a half month adventure um, because he really, and he really did it from one, from, he really sold me from, I never, wanted to do or look look for a celebrity to do any kind of tv show i wasn't that wasn't interesting to me because i just i didn't need to do a show that bad to think that i needed to align with this uh, a superstar but but zach said one thing that was very critical and that was listen i have this audience i don't really promote anything uh i just got this fame and i want to do something Thing. I want to do it for, for the good um, and raise awareness. And I was like, okay. Like, and then, you know, we spent a lot of time together and a lot of discussions and um, it wasn't just like a snap of a finger. It was a lot of kind of understanding each other and, and spending time to each other and the whole teams of people and understanding uh, what we wanted to do. And uh, luckily uh, it all turned out and, um, yeah, and it, it was never a show per se. It was a mission first and it still is. So, so that, that idea that listen, people, a lot of people don't know what's really going on in the world. And there's a lot of great people, a lot of great countries, a lot of great cultures, 
lot of great inventors and researchers and scientists uh, doing some great things around the world. And if we see this as a global community um, that we're all actually trying to do something better and there's a lot of people trying to do things better that that we can join together and uh you know make a difference and um but we chose to do it from the you know listen it, it could have been intense a lot more intense it could have been a lot heavier on the information um but it was kind of like i surrendered that side of it in a in a what turned out to be a good thing because it was the it was the keeping it light keeping it enough information to not feel heavy, but yet come on this adventure with us because we're really taking it from the high spirit of it all and less about doomsday, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just think it, I just know that the, the way, the angle that you guys went, it, it, it prompted people to want to go and learn more, to dig in if they wanted to dig in deeper than themselves. So, so maybe that, that, you know, was the effective side. To yeah. That. That's like, yeah, it, wor it worked in that way. And I'm really grateful for that. And that's the, that's the coming together of a great team. You know, it was a really team approach and the whole production team really fell in love with what this mission was. It, it became it became a lot more than just producing a show. And a lot of these people in production, it, it is, it's the next job. It's the next job. It's the next job. And it kind of gets blurry. Um, but these people, you, you, you the, what we did, who we saw, where we went, it, 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 it got involved in their lives. And I knew we had something when the editors were pay piecing together, just, thousands of hours of footage i knew we had something when they were texting me saying hey i'm changing this in my life i'm changing this in my life i'm i'm changing my water i'm changing my food i'm changing the way i'm looking at the i knew that something was being transmitted when the actual editors that were scouring through the footage uh their lives were <laughs> like uh being transformed uh just by the the, the exposure to the footage how'd that make you feel oh amazing i mean that's that's what it's all about and this whole this whole idea um you know it's kind of lightning in a bottle you don't know i mean i didn't know I, from the day it went out i was nervous because i wanted to get into the information more i didn't know if that was going to be enough and and i didn't know if it was just going to be this this you know you know, fry in the pan of just like, Oh, some celebrity doing stuff. I, 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 I didn't know if, you know, because this was, this was, a, again, this was mission in every cell of my body. And that was different than any, any, everyone else's. Now they may have taken that on, you know, later in a certain way that they could. But for me, I felt uh, vulnerable extremely vulnerable dedicating my li life to many of these topics um i didn't know it was going to work and so to see that it worked and to to experience people and to hearing the thousands of messages um of real impact and the thing that was and is the the most beautiful is that it's reaching over the aisle of the people that aren't in this space and they aren't necessarily 
aware of some of these things. So it, it grabbed a group of people from nine years old to 70, right? And everything in between of, wow, I am touched, I'm inspired, I'm emotional, I am excited, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm learning. Uh, that to me was, you know, just like anything in my career, um, being able to touch someone's life, improve someone's life potentially, and, um, you know, give a spark uh, of inspiration. That's, that, that's like the greatest gift ever. Yeah. You, you, you have a, a gift for taking the, these really in-depth things and simplifying them. You, you wrote a book a few years ago, super life. What is it? The five fixes that will keep you eternal. What is it? Health, eternally healthy, healthy, healthy fit, fit and eternally awesome. Eternally awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I mean, it, so Going through those things, a lot, a lot of stuff. It could really get deep into things, but it, it, it makes you just want to take on it and look at things a little bit differently. And I, I love that um, this show was, sim- you know, simplified but very deep. I mean, it was just like, wow, I, we had no clue. And that, that was what, one other thing. How did you choose the locations, or is this something that was already in your head? Like, I'd like to visit these places, or. Uh, are, are there other places that you were like, oh my gosh, uh, there's 15 other places on the in the world we would have loved to go and they just didn't have enough episodes? Or how, of how course, that? yeah. There's, I mean, there's a million different reasons. Uh, you know, you know, for example, your yeah. So it's it was topic first. So it was what what do we want to look into? And so when I had sketched out this idea before Zach and I even talked, that there were certain things that I wanted to to get into obviously food, food systems, supplements, medicinal plants, water, longevity, uh, pollution, solution, like that whole thing. And then there were certain things that, that kind of evolved um, through uh, the, our team diving into things. And, but, but for example, like I knew that I wanted to touch on the blue zones and longevity. I knew that. And Originally, I was wanting to go to Okinawa because Okinawa was uh, one of the longest standing known longevity centers in the world, Um, but it was too hard to, there were some filming restrictions and everything else, and we wanted to go to potentially Brazil, Um, but so there was a lot of, you know, and then Iceland was, we actually had another episode that was going to be in the States and demonstrating some clean energy technologies through some friends of mine, but they, they weren't quite up to speed. There, what the technology wasn't quite there. So it was a little early. So we kind of had to scrap that at the last minute. And Iceland was a very spontaneous trip. Um, uh, you know, there obviously the uniqueness of it, Scandinavia in general, there was a lot of talk around we wanted to go to Scandinavia because certainly Scandinavia and Norway and Iceland, these people are generating a lot of uh, attention around doubling down on their own clean energy uh, and, and uh, are very good at it. Obviously, Iceland was kind of this mecca of sitting on this geothermal um, um, power, uh, unlike almost any other place that in the world. Trippy. 
Yeah. So, so we got to go there. Um, I ended up on a couple extra days, uh, when we weren't filming, I did some, uh, herbal, um, uh, foraging, even at the blue lagoon, I talked to some researchers and they were investigating some unique algae that was medicinal algae coming out of the thermal, uh, pools. So on the side, I was kind of like that, that, you know, that's how my brain works. So I'm like, Oh my God, that's, that's what's fun for me. So when I vacation, uh, and, or I'm on this thing, I'm always looking for what is that? And what is that? And what can I look into? So, so like, yeah, so every, every aspect was near and dear, um, to me, to us. And, and also very, when you really dig into anything, you end up learning so much more. Um, so, you know, every medicinal plant, even though you could sit here and Google search it all and read all the papers, but when you actually show up with anything, any green tech, any clean energy thing, any idea of clean water or a special water or a food system or regenerative ag or whatever that is, when you actually get to go and show up and meet the people, and that is infinitely greater uh, than, uh, greater in, in, in teaching yourself, I believe, uh, and experiencing what, what those people, what those places are all about and then to film it and to be able to kind of show, I mean, listen, I, I wasn't, I didn't have the show as, you know, making food in Sardinia. Like that wasn't, that wasn't part, but that was, that came as a great evolution in like, Hey, we have to, let's make this culturally based. And, and so these were aspects that through the, the, the investigation of this complete story and of these incredible people and culture and longevity, this is equally as important because community and community is, is one of the most powerful longevity principles that is not a pill. It's not a food. It's, it's not a, it, it, like the community is, is infinitely powerful. And, and, and Stanford, I believe it's got a 75 year old study that continues to to demonstrate the power of community uh and connection that people have uh on the effect of their lives and stuff so um so anyway yeah it, it, it quite powerful when you get to show up to these places yeah that well that came through loud and clear i mean they're just cool vibes all through all through that uh series and um emotional ones too and it's like oh we, got, we had to go back and watch that again and um so you you were talking a little bit about the the algae thing and i don't mean to deviate from the from the show but it just popped in my head so are there like any superfoods out there or medicinal herbs or, or the discoveries that you're you're very intrigued to learn more about you just haven't visited or learned you know gotten to learn about those things yet but you you've heard about them or oh yeah there's i mean that's that's constant in my life okay i've got i've got lists of things that if i had time i would develop more if i had enough resources i would uh cultivate more um yeah it's just time it's time you know like i revealed one on the show 
which was with my friend Tarek uh, in the Amazon. That's that uh, uh, super, super fruit, palm fruit called Batawa. And uh, Batawa is incredible uh, palm fruit. And it makes a ridiculously delicious and nutrient uh, rich uh, milk, plant-based milk. So that one I chose like, you know, from my business side of, I was like, Tarek, let's get this all dialed in. So when the show comes out, let's, let's present Batawa to the world. But I didn't have enough time. We didn't have enough time. So I just said, screw it. We're going to, we're going to bring out what you've been doing because Tarek's been, he's a warrior, like uh, ecologist and he's lipping in and in and around the Amazon for three, three and a half decades and he's created safe ways for people to create this economy of uh, getting Batawa and Baruti fruit and Camu Camu and all of these things. And so, um, you know, that th- those types of things are, are always like I'm, I'm discussing ways to bring Batawa out to the market even now. So um, was that the big, just, the real big, huge, like you almost need to look no. like two. Oh, or was, no, that's the coast. Costa Rica episode that was oh, okay. um, that was that was jackfruit. Okay, jackfruit going, going off that, the top of my head here. Yeah, so jackfruit's the big biggest fruit in the world. Uh, you cut that down, you whole village can live on that for uh, basically a couple of days. Uh, um, but that that one you can get that dried right now and and uh, get it on Amazon. So there's some good good companies you can dry that and have dried jackfruit. Um, uh, but this one was a uh, fairly kind of, you know, fits in your palm. Oh, uh, the palm. real tart where he had tried it and it was really tart right away or nope, something. That was, nope, well, that's that even was different Camu. too. That was the Camu Camu. So that's oh, the gosh, my C. gosh. So this one was the one when he was shimming up the tree. And then at the end, oh. we were drinking this milk and then they added a little coffee back into it that. and it made it really, really good as well. So that, that was the Batawa in the last episode in the Amazon. Gotcha. Hey, I'm getting educated all over again. Feel like I've got a new series. <laughs> oh yeah. man. So that's cool that you're, that you're still doing it. So, I mean, are you, I'm guessing, but, it, and, and maybe you can't disclose, I don't know, but are, are you guys planning, I said episode one, are you, our series, are you planning another series of, of things? Is that something there, that you guys are talking about? I mean, Netflix is super happy. Um, so there's, there's some, there's negotiation going on right now. So, um, there's a lot of factors, but, uh, you know, it's, it's probably looking pretty good. I, I, I don't have the confirmed, uh, information yet, but, but there's, there's talks about a season two for sure. Well, that's cool. Yeah. That's well, that'll sort of number one, no doubt as well. But, um, I, I thought there was just such cool things that you put in there. And I think, uh, Maybe it's just things that you do, and then you're you're kind of teaching Zach along the way um, with the grounding when you visit another country. Is that always something that you've always done? Oh yeah, I mean, I ditched my shoes probably uh, a decade ago. So um, I, I, you know, it's funny when people know me. I take sandals and I put them underneath my seat in my car, uh, and so when I have to go into a grocery store, I put my sandals on. But largely. I'm running around uh, without shoes on all the time and getting outside. And um, I mean, yeah, I cut my feet up quite a bit too, but uh, 
Uh, but there's safe ways to do that. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, balance, there's, there's some very powerful things we can do, get in touch with the sun, the grounding, uh, uh, vibe of the earth, uh, that helps the negative ions flow throughout the body and de-stresses us. And, and it, it really, that combination, not only the sun, but the grounding can really set your circadian rhythms quite powerfully. But, um, yeah, I mean, these things are, it's almost, it's almost weird because our modern day world has detached us from this intimate connection of, of really the, the genesis of how we've lived for, for as long as we've been around for hundreds of thousands of years. So it's really not anything um, that is not the most basic way of living. Um, and so to go outside and to see the early morning light, to put your feet on the ground, that literally sets the, the most basic and most powerful clock of your body. Um, and, and the light going through your eyes to, kicks into the pituitary, sets the melatonin correctly. So, uh, you know, you, you wake up and get a rush of adrenaline and serotonin to start the day. Um, and then at the end of the day, um, seeing that change of light, uh, and the body's shifting. And once that sun goes down, the melatonin kicks in, but if you're off and if you're not getting exposed, uh, to the elements like that, you'll have a hard time sleeping. Some of the easiest things you can do to, uh, improve your sleeping is get outside, put your feet on the ground and, and see the normal light. And also, you know, wear blue blocking glasses. So these are uh, blue blocking glasses. So staring at computers all day is not natural. Certainly is not natural at night. So uh, if people are doing that before they go to bed, it's basically saying, uh, hey, body, there's a lot of light coming in your eyes. It's not even dark yet so now you've just messed up your own circadian rhythm so at least the blue light which is most influenced with the melatonin conversion you've you've shut that blue light from invading your pineal uh and your ability to to change those that hormonal system so that you can actually be in be in uh basic harmony Great tips for people that struggle with sleep <laughs> and energy. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, just as you, you know, go as a result of the show, I, I won't say that I've gone out to see the sunrises or sunsets or anything like that, but we live in Boise, Idaho, a lot of, a lot of uh, rivers and mountains around here. And our, our mission has been to just kind of go around and explore places that we typically, a lot of people just take for granted. It's the, always there. So, you know, like I'll get there one day. So we intentionally do it. I was walking in the Snake River the other day, uh, uh, a couple weeks ago, or we're down in uh, some other little mountainous stream by uh, in Stanley, Idaho, in the San Salmon River, and it was just like, I've got, to, I got to do what Darren does. I've got to take my shoes off and just go for a walk. And so, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. So it feels, I, it feels amazing. Yeah, like, like for me, shoes, shoes, uh, shoes feel horrible to me. Like. I, I I don't like the feeling like I literally hate my shoes. If I, as soon as I can get my shoes off, I get my shoes off. It just feels so good. And when you can put your feet on the ground, 
And when the feet have gotten a little stronger and open up and you're naturally hitting all of these reflexology points of your feet too. Um, it's just, you know, when you've covered your feet for so long and squeezed them and smashed them into shoes, man, to, to it, it change your life, just opening up that whole channel of energy flowing up and just the support of the feet, let the feet get stronger and more, um, uh, nimble again. Uh, and, and yeah, man, it's, it's, yeah, I, I ditch the shoes, man. And if I do wear shoes, I make sure they're very minimal. Um, uh, zero shoes I love. So X E R O, uh, zero shoes, uh, I put in and I can fully spread my feet. So it feels like I don't have shoes on and they're very thin on the bottom so I can still feel. Um, so if I have to wear shoes, I wear shoes like that. That's where those are. See, I'm a shoe guy, so, but <laughs> I, I can totally uh, need to take your advice here and, and check that out. It's like, ah, oh, I was never a kid to walk barefoot in the grass and all that stuff. And obviously I need to. So, <sighs> well, what I got to learn. So thanks. Um, hey, Speaking of energy, I know we've talked about um, the last time you were on the show, we talked a lot about water and the life force of energy. I did have a, a couple of people that just asked me, they were like, oh, can you ask Darren a little bit about water and it, it, something with reverse osmosis and stuff? And I, I'm totally blanking out on what we talked about last, but I think you were you were at least at time going to work on a project with distilling, coming up with a distilling machine of some sort or something with your own water and what we should look out for. And then I had my wife, she asked, she's like, Oh, what about when you travel, when Darren travels all over, all over the place, what does he do about his water and, and things yeah. like that? So there's the it's question. It's a common question for sure. So and, and something that I need to clarify on the show a little bit too, and I actually just did, uh, will be coming out soon. I have a newsletter and a video that I did specifically on uh, water. So I got into it a little deeper. So if people go to darrenoline.com and just sign, sign up, you'll get a newsletter and you'll get a blast of that. But it comes down to this. So um, in our modern day world, we obviously the convenience of flipping on the uh, turning on the tap would get water on demand. Incredible feat by our modern day world, and and with that you have had to add chlorine and the amount of chlorine in order for it to kill the microbes and bacteria and virus that it, that gets caught and and is a part of water, especially when water is stagnant. So that's where the chlorine and the, the ridiculously stupid idea of adding fluoride to the water that does zero to teeth health and more, more importantly is a, essentially a neurotoxin. So, and now you have these other things. You've got pharmaceutical drugs that have now been in our, uh, in our aquifers and our waterways. So now you've got over-the-counter drugs that are such small molecules that they're actually in our waterways. So you've got all these PCBs, my, microplastics, all of this stuff. So <clears throat> unless you have access to a spring that has been tested and doesn't have any of these contaminants, great. That's your, that's your perfect water. 
if you have an aquifer or underneath or a well and somehow you've tested it and it doesn't have heavy metals or nitrates or you know, phosphorus or any of these things that can happen, uh, then great, drink that water. That's, that's closer to water and how water should be drank or drunk. So, but 99% of us have tap water and we have water. And so we have these, these toxins that come with that water. Now it's not killing us immediately because it's killing off that bacteria and all of that stuff that the chlorine's for and all that stuff. But slowly uh, there's these volatile compounds that you're taking in on a consistent basis. So you do have to clean your water. And that's the difference on the show. In the show, we talked about total dissolved solids. And so from, just from a mineral perspective, so you can have high TDS, total dissolved solids, from a mineral perspective, from a natural source, and that's great. But you don't want to always drink super high total dissolved solids of minerals. Um, you want that to be a, a small amount, but you definitely want minerals in your water. Um, however, total dissolved solids measures everything in your water. So even your tap is now with all of those things I mentioned, the toxins are contributing to your overall number of total dissolved solids. So you're getting the minerals and you're getting this junk. So now you might have tap water that has a high TDS reading, but it's a lot of it can be junk and volatile compounds. So you must, from my perspective, unless you have these spring water and access and all of that stuff, you must clean your water and strip it of all of that volatile compounds. That's dangerous from my perspective. So cleaning your water through dis distillation, easy to do, evaporates and it recondenses and doesn't allow that junk to come with it, or an RO system, an RO system is uh, a micron size that doesn't allow all of that stuff to come with it and filters it and presses it through this filter, not allowing this large amounts of these TDS to come with it. So the important thing with that water is adding the electrolytes back to it. You don't want to drink that water on its own. Even though it's clean and purified, I believe in clean and purified, but you have to restructure it again. You have to build it back up. Um, so adding a pinch of unrefined crystal salt or Himalayan crystal salt, a pinch per glass, a half a teaspoon per gallon, that's plenty. And now that allows for electrical conduction, allows for osmotic flow back and forth between the, the cellular membrane to get hydrated within, on a cellular level. So in short, yes, the majority of us need to distill or, or reverse osmosis uh, water and then build it back up. Now you certainly can do a lot of other things with water because water is influenced by, by chemistry, biology, uh, intention, all of that stuff. And that's all scientifically proven. I've been to this, some of the top science water conferences on the planet uh, and an easy thing to do is like, I love like, you know, a glass bottle, right? So a glass bottle, blue cobalt is really good. So light passing through the blue creates a frequency of water that resonates to that, which is similar to healthy cells. Uh, and then of course you can have love 
ingrained or written on the bottle that helps the energetic aspect of the water. And then you're not dealing with plastics and stuff like that. So, um, and that's a whole nother thing that I've talked about a lot. Um, so you can create and build back your water again, and it's pretty easy. Now, when I travel, you do the best you can. Um, I, bring my, I bring my glass bottles with me. Obviously, they're empty when I come through uh, in the airport, but then I'll get like a Fiji or a smart water, literally dump it out into my glass bottle. I'll add, I'll even add my crystal salt that I bring with me to it. I'll shake it up, I'll let it be in that glass bottle, and I'm doing the best I can. Um, and then when I get to a destination, uh, if it's international, I'll try to find the best water I can and just buy, buy uh, you know, a, a day's worth, week's worth. Um, again, I'll put it into my glass bottle and, uh, and do the best I can there. So that's, that's in a nutshell what I do with water. Okay. Well, that's, that's pretty cool. I think that'll be helpful for a few people who are just like, Okay, I need Darren to address the the water thing again. So I'm, I'm glad I asked because um yeah I thought it was intriguing. Uh, Hillary and I were oh, a while back were watching how certain uh, vibrations came from words that you can put onto to your bottles and containers and and other things that would negatively impact the water. And they were just doing the you know I forget how they were showing the video and the contrast of what the water you know, molecules look like or the, whatever was happening, but it was. Yeah. That's the, that's the work of Dr. Emoto um, before he passed away. And he realized that, you know, as, as any water scientist, uh, some of the top in the world, by the way, some of the top scientists in the world, once they start looking at this, this entity of water, they realize that it's, it's influenced on a quantum level. It's influenced on a biological level. It's influenced on a chemical level. Um, and it's influenced through emotions, right? And that's kind of the same thing as quantum. So, so the crazy thing is they realize that the molecules are structuring themselves uh, based on the influence. So it's almost like water doesn't have a point of view. It's what's impressed in it and around it and on it that changes the molecular structure. So if you put love or gratitude or kindness written on your bottle or whatever, then the actual geometry of the molecular structure will change and harmonize with that uh, vibration, that frequency of those words. And what Emoto did was he took a, he, 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 put that on a vial and then he uh, through electron microscope took pictures of, of when he froze the water uh, something like that, where he was able to capture that picture. And he saw that the disharmony that the, there was actually no harmony in negative words, uh, anger, fear, whatever. There was no, uh, on the basic level, there, there is no molecular structure to it. So then you're taking in that water that actually has physical properties that have been disharmonized from those words. So then you, you know, and this goes, this is a huge rabbit hole, but think about that implication. If we are 
70% water. Our central nervous system is 90% water. Our blood is essentially 99% water. What do you think's happening if we're in shame, fear, anger, judgment of ourselves? You're actually literally influencing the structure of your body. Now that's a deep, deep um, idea. But when you have a room full, for me, when I have a room full of scientists that I've heard probably 80 to 100 hours of research on that are talking about many different aspects of what I just shared, you just come to realize that this entity of water is infinitely more than just a, you know, two hydrogen molecules and a, and a stabilized oxygen molecule. It's, it's, it's a whole kind of entity. Yeah. You bring up a good point. Wow. Geez. Lots of, lots of think about there, but um, you were talking about the distilled water and the, the sea salt that Hillary and I are starting ultimate reset in like literally two weeks. And so um, I'm wondering, do I take, maybe I'll get a cobalt bottle and that's where my distilled water goes with my pinch and <laughs> just even charge it that's up it. even more. So uh, very, very cool. Speaking of that, um, when it comes to supplements, do you know people ask? Does Darren take multivitamins? Does he just eat whole foods? What what, what is it that Darren does? Uh, what would Darren do? Well, I, I mean, I you know, number one, yeah, I eat I eat uh, plants, plants and food. You know, that's number one. But I also, in this modern world, uh, our foods aren't the same. And now, growing our own food getting organic, biodynamic, permacultured food, whatever you want, uh, is a great choice. And at the same time, uh, we're under stress, uh, you know, through, through decades of living, uh, it can easily have one nutrient could be depleted and you don't even know it. So I'm a big fan of getting your nutritionals tested, uh, blood panels tested to see where you're at, see if you're missing anything, because that's really then uh, a responsible thing to do to make sure that you're you're not off of anything. And at the same time, so I do do that on a probably year, every year, year and a half, I get my blood panel done to see how my uh, nutritional panel is doing, and then I adjust accordingly. But but the cornerstone, I don't worry about it much because I'm eating some of the greatest foods in the world. I'm eating fresh. I'm eating my superfoods. I'm certainly drinking my Shakeology every day. Um, eating nuts, fruits, uh, uh, multiple greens, uh, colors of my food, diversification of nutrients. That's, that's the cornerstone. And then just on the side, if you need to supplement uh, then, yeah, I mean, listen, you know, you could look at supplement, you know, I look at supplementing is like, listen, if I am in, you know, flu season, for example, if I am, then it's a good idea to increase, instead of looking as supplements per se, I look at from a food perspective, I go, hey, it's a good idea to add more camu camu, for example, to increase my vitamin C. Um, if I need, it's always a good idea to make sure that we're getting essential fatty acids. So for me, 
I go to chia and flax. So then I, that's a food form. So now I'm adding, I'm making sure that's a consistent basis, right? So uh, that's the way I look at it. And then if there's any fun new research out there that uh, is, is talking about, you know, um, you know, increasing your nitric oxide uh, ability to have help uh, um, oxygen uptake and epide, uh, uh, you know, concentration of uh, the, um, uh, what am I looking for? The, the uh, strength of the heart muscle and everything else. If there's no more research around that, that I get excited about, then I'm, I'm more than happy to kind of look at the research and, and, and try things out. Um, but I'm not doing it out of necessarily I'm in lack of something. I'm doing it as a, okay, I believe in the research. I like, I like the source of the materials. I, I, know, I know or I've uh, become familiar with the researcher. That kind of thing is always fun, fun to do. But, but I really kind of look at it, you know, as the superfood guy, I look at like, how can I increase my nutrient density from plants herbs, botanicals, super fruits, super herbs, medicinal plants, medicinal mushrooms, that and, and, and having that uh, adjunct to normal eating is definitely something I do. So huge amounts of, of turmeric, uh, uh, even like I had a huge bowl of fruit today and I put cinnamon on it. Uh, and cinnamon, cinnamon's great for uh, several things. So you know, it's, it's, it's things like that. And, and I had a huge salad yesterday and I had this fresh thing of, uh, cilantro and cilantro is just a great chelator. Right. So if there's along the world, if there's any way that I'm accumulating heavy metals from the, from the, from the air, from the water, from the food I've been consuming, then, uh, cilantro is a great chelator. So anyway, that's, that's how I look at it. Well, that's pretty, I mean, that's, that's awesome. I can imagine. I'm I'm sure that you're very in tune to your body when you get something that it's like, oh my gosh, I'm getting a charge from this, or you know, it makes me feel a certain way. So that's totally cool. Yeah, and I'm a and I'm a big fan of just stopping too. So just doing you know intermittent fasting or complete water fast and just stopping. If you feel like you're lethargic in your digestion, then you know, for me. I just go, okay, stop it. I'm just, I'm, I'm backing off. I'm just letting myself calm down and let my body uh, regenerate that way. There's a lot of power in, in fasting. Um, so but that's a whole nother <laughs> episode number five of this podcast. Um, yeah. my, my friend Milan said it, 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 something where, I'm actually going to just read the question that she, she had asked. So it was consumers have come to have confidence in the organic certification as a symbol of quality, purity, and safety. She wanted to know, how do you explain the benefit of sourcing whole food nutrients from growers around the world who are not certified organic? That's easy. Easy. You, you test it, <laughs> you know, because listen, organic certification is built so that, as a company, you can look at the certification. The certification is basically trying to give you a safety measure that it's created to put in place so that you don't have to end up in that country and testing everything that that certification is doing. But if you have the ability and the bandwidth to, to 
do even that, those that testing and more testing uh, for for a farmer for the production for the processing and for the actual ingredients. You don't have to get it organically certified if it passes all of the tests that you have deemed important, and those can be infinitely greater than the the, the basic organic certification. Then you don't have to have organic certification. This is just a convenient thing that a lot of people can line up with, and then organic certs are doing the work for you. Um, for me, I like to do the work myself, and, and or have entities and companies like certainly like Beachbody that freaking send people around the world doing fifteen hundred tests per batch. That's infinitely greater than almost anyone's doing. So, so listen. You know, the burden, I love organic certification. Certainly with companies that I don't know, and I don't know where it's coming from, and I know a thousand ways that that can go sideways uh, on a production, on a food, on a quality. Um, I love that there's an organic certification. I also love that it says biodynamic because that's infinitely greater than organic cert. I also say that's a permaculture uh, uh, farmer's market. Like, cool, I'm going to choose that. You know, so, so I would blow off organic for all those choices. Plus I would also not care about organic when I know, maybe know the owner of the company. I've seen the facility. I know the work they've done. I've been alongside other people internationally who are working for other companies. Like, you know, a lot of these things can be wild, you know, for Barucas, for example, yeah. for God's sakes, we can't, we can't certify something that's a third of the United States in size. It's impossible. It's impossible to certify it. But you're talking about a wild food that is not grown. So now you've already eliminated pesticides, herbicides, larvicides. You've, you've eliminated that already because it's a wild food. You've also eliminated irrigation methods because it's just naturally when it rains, it rains. Like, so, so you've eliminated that whole thing. You, you, you can't pick it early. Uh, it has to fall because it doesn't even pretty. So, so from that perspective, you, you get my understanding to even the question. Baruchas is a perfect example. We're not going to certify the organic. We're going to tell you this is a wild food. And now you can even make the argument, listen, you really want wild foods. It's very difficult to get wild foods unless you've got your own land and you're foraging yourself. Um, but the other side is if you can scale up a wild food company, now that's straight up from what the planet is making and the infinite nutrients and delivering to you in a safe way. And so we have standards that we've already set up in Brazil that blew away every other uh, nut producer in brazil so so that that's a perfect example like we're definitely not going to certify uh barucas as organic uh because it's infinitely greater it's already in line with nature in the greatest way possible wow what would be the title of the certification you would put on there if you were going to wild certified wild certified i love it oh well and then you could put fair trade yeah, eco-friendly because we're our goal is planting 20 million trees. Uh, we're working with uh, tree planting organizations. You could go, 
you could go down the list. Fair trade, wild food, uh, bee friendly, uh, environmentally positive for planting trees, uh, indigenous support, economic freedom, like, you know, that that's what and, and that and and if you think about the organic cert, you're talking about this much. I just gave you this much. Yeah. Organic cert's not looking at any of that other stuff at all. It's just a way of processing and growing that's like this much. But this, this is the way we're looking at it. And this is the way I wish all companies would look at it. And it doesn't have to be a food company. They all need to be aware of their supply chains, their people that are working for them, the gift that they're giving or taking away from the environment. Single-use plastic. Each company should be responsible for the lifetime of that plastic and pay for something. Either pay your responsibility to pick that up and pay for it or, or change the system. And we're not putting that on those companies. We need to. Um, there's a great company I've started to do some work with called Footprint, and they're creating alternatives to single-use plastic and working with some of the biggest companies on the planet. Um, so we need to turn off that faucet. And so that's the responsibility of the companies, right? So um, I, I think that's the conversation. And then when people start to understand, like, you're voting with your dollars on anything you buy, any supplement you buy, any food you buy. So you need to support those companies that are actually going to bat for you in a massive way, who are actually testing infinitely the safety of their products and not just throwing them on the shelf and getting through all of the regulatory bullshit that they have. Because there's a lot of crap that people are selling and they're not held accountable. Um, and that's scary. And that's, that's the normal person is buying all this food that is not safe. Wow. Whew. Yeah, that's, that's, that's amazing. No, it's, it's, it's good stuff. And well, the, I, I, I love the, the Barucas too. The, the, just how they taste, how they make you feel. Um, I forget all the health benefits that you had there, but it was, uh, you know, we were getting them for, for quite a while there, just like addicting. It almost seemed like the bag was gone before we knew it. Yeah. So really, really awesome. Yeah, well, you're in that, that's a perfect example where you're just like, not only is it good from all of those aspects that I just told you, while you're eating them, you're getting more micronutrients than any nut. You're, you're getting less fat calories than any nut. You're getting a complete protein. You're getting uh, greater fiber by far than any nut ever. Uh, and, and so, you know, the contribution that you get, plus it tastes amazing. Um, and then it's connected to all the social responsible stuff that we're doing, ecological, environmental. Um, so, so number one, they're great to taste. And number two, they're good for you, better for you than any nut. Uh, and then they're connected to, a lot of great things that we're doing in the world. So this is, this is where we have to go. We have to stop this other shit that we're doing with, um, I can't afford this. I can't afford that. You can't afford not to, we got to strangle off these people that are giving you nutrient poor food, uh, and, and contributing to ill health. We need to stop that economic model completely. And we have to do that by, by each person waking up to that fact. 
And, and yeah, if you need to spend a little more money in that little more money, you're getting more benefit for it. You're getting more nutrients on the side of it, but then you're, you're doubling down on your future that your body won't break down. Uh, and then you'll have to pay for it eventually anyway. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Um, one last thing I just wanted to, wanted to find out, um, another few questions that came in, uh, just our heartfelt thoughts with, uh, to you guys for, you know, with what happened with your, your house burning down and all that, what was your biggest takeaway after losing that? I mean, here from hearing that we saw it on the show to getting that news, um, to coming home, discovering that and, and where, how you've been able to progress, uh, since that time, um, what, what lessons and what big takeaways do you have? Yeah. Amazing. Uh, changing my life for sure. And, and for the good, um, yeah, the grief was gnarly and, uh, and challenging and, and all of that stuff and important to, to allow the emotions to be there. And, um, all of that was, uh, you know, happening in real time for the show. And, uh, uh, and that was just the start of the grief. Um, but the, 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 one of the biggest takeaways when that was happening in the acute side was the relationships in my life. Uh, the people that loved me, the people that reached out, the people that were there for me when I didn't have a house to come home to, and I didn't know where I was going. And, uh, you know, literally my friends, uh, just came out of the, uh, not out even out of the woodwork just came and, and showered me with connection and love and possibilities and places to stay. And, uh, so that, that was obvious, the, the love. Uh, and I think the acknowledging that in our lives is really important to do on a daily basis. Um, and then I think, you know, for sure it was the deeper resolve, you know, and even, even while I was in it on the show, I really said like, this is, I'm not leaving. I'm finishing this fucking show because the show is connected to exactly what I'm going through. And that was pretty quick because I had, we actually filmed first physically Puerto Rico episode. So that was the first episode we didn't, you know, we changed the order, but I said in that episode, um, not, I don't think, I don't think it was, it was on in the episode, but I said, I said, wow, this infrastructure is going to get wiped out again. This is not sustainable. Uh, and, and then I was like, we're all vulnerable. Like, like you guys are still vulnerable. You got your power back, but no one has home. Like no one has sustainable homes. No one has sustainable power. You're going to get a hurricane again. It's definitely going to happen. And then you're going to get wiped out again. And I'm sitting there going, shit, man, we're all vulnerable. The earth is doing some shit right now. Things are burning, uh, not only in California, but all over the place. You have hurricanes, you have all this stuff. So for me, I, I very quickly, kind of freakishly quickly, was starting to get excited about how much I cared that I didn't even know yet. And so when I was, you know, cleaning up my own burnt out house when I was trying to build this place so I could have a place to live before I would build again. I was just, just deeply impacted of how much more deeply that mission had kind of went in my heart. 
So I, I am forever grateful for that. I am for, grateful for all of the gifts that I got from the burning of the house. And I, I wouldn't take it back. There's no way I would take it back. I've had infinite gifts as not gifts from the outside, gifts internally um, that I'm like, I don't care what other, if the show's successful, it's not successful. If it's this, if it's that, I'm clear what I'm doing here. I am a hundred percent clear health of people, health of the planet, anything else I really don't give a shit about. And I am charging. Um, and that mission that I thought I had before the show was infinitely greater after uh, after that experience. Isn't that something, the way those those things happen? It just seems like the end when it's uh, a rebirth <laughs> uh, or 100%. charging char- charging even more, up, up more. So, um, well, thanks so much, Darren. Uh, before we go, anything that you want to say about the new podcast or the new um, or your one-to-one app? Yeah, so uh, so we launched this cool one-to-one tribe app. I have my Super Life program in, uh, and it's really fun because it's it's uh, information, short bits of information as you're taking action, uh, recipes, uh, delicious food, um, and then tracking habit-forming devices in there. So it virtually take, I take you through this journey, which is really awesome. Um, and I'm just, you know, so I'm grateful for that. Baruchas is just, is, is obviously near and dear to my heart. So people can go to barucas.com. Um, and then sign up for my newsletter. I'm, I'm getting ready to drop some bombs in my newsletter, uh, at darrenaline.com. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff and I'm actually creating a super life warrior program. That is uh, information and inspiration based around health and the environment. So, um, yeah. So, uh, just beginning, man. I'm stoked no and fired up. That's so cool. Uh, yeah, I'll put all the, all those uh, links in the show notes and everything there. Darren, thanks so much for coming on here, sharing your wisdom, your insights, the stories. Man, you, you, you just have a way of charging people up. So, it's totally awesome. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate it, Perry. It's been fun. Wow. I told you that was going to be power-packed. I bet you took down a bunch of notes. You started. You, you got some ideas down that you're wanting to do some research. I so appreciate Darren for taking the time to share his insights and expertise. And for more on Darren and the projects that he's working on, you'll want to visit DarrenOlean.com to learn about his app and, and his podcast. And for sure, sign up for his newsletter. And also, if you get over to Amazon, check out his book uh, called Super Life, The Five Forces That Will Make You Healthy, Fit, and Eternally Awesome. Uh, That is really, really cool. I'll I'll share these links in the show notes. And uh, duh, make sure you hop on Netflix and watch the episode, all those episodes of season one from of the uh, Down to Earth with Zach Efron. It's epic. It's really, really cool. I, I hope this podcast helped you. And hey, if you know of somebody that could benefit or be interested in it, please pass it on, share it. And here's one other thing if, that may help if you're looking to be um, more consistent on powering up your day. Uh, grab my free success habits master list. It's packed with routines, rituals, tips, and strategies to move you from feeling 
chaotic and overwhelmed to feeling grateful, healthy, happy, focused, fulfilled. It's absolutely free. You can download that at morningsuccesshabits.com. That's all I have for this week. Thanks so much for tuning in. I appreciate you so much. And please share and subscribe and leave an honest rating and review in your podcast app. It helps other people discover this show. You absolutely rock, my friend. Thanks so much, Darren. And as always, remember... It's never too late to kick some ass. All right. (laughs) See you next week. (laughs) 